Welcome to Hear the Dance. I'm Jared Angle, and today my guest is New York City Ballet principal ballerina Tyler Peck. And we're going to talk about George Balanchine's 1956 masterpiece, Allegro Brillante. Welcome to the podcast, Tyler. Thanks for having me. First time on the podcast. Yes, this is my first time. I don't know if I've ever actually done a podcast. <laughs> you haven't done a podcast? I don't think so. Wow, this is the one thing in the dance world that Tyler Peck <laughs> has not done and conquered. I feel very honored. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so today we are talking about Allegro Brillante. I think I always said the ballet wrong. How I do you know. say it? I thought it was like, oh, have I been pronouncing it wrong? Because I thought it was just Allegro Brillante. That's what I always said. Or people also do like a French sort of Brillante or something. <laughs> but I think that it's... Uh, Italian, Allegro, and I think Brillante would be correct. Ugh, I'm going to have to tell them in rehearsal tomorrow. Yeah. It's the sort of, there's a, the serenade, serenade controversy, how to, how to say that. So mm. we're going to try to bring back Allegro Brillante okay. into the fold. <laughs> I'm into that. <laughs> what is your, your journey with Allegro? When did you first see it? Do you remember? I want to say that the first person I think that I saw dance it might have been Jennifer Ringer. Oh, nice. Would that have been right, you think? Did you dance it with her? No, I did not dance it with Jenny. You did it with Kira? I did it with Kira. Yeah, I, I was going to say Kira because it could have been that because Kira was still in the company, but I'm not sure if she was still doing Allegro at that point. That was like 2004, three, yeah, somewhere around exactly. there. So it might have either been Kira or Jennifer Ringer, and... I feel like then there was a, a long break where it didn't go for a while. And then the first time that I, I learned it was with Susie Hendel. And I remember instantly thinking, like, oh, my gosh, I think this is the hardest ballet I've ever danced. Really? Yeah. And it's – what did Maria Talchi say? It was, like, everything Balanchine knows in 13 minutes. There's some, like, quote like that. Oh, yeah. She said that he said, not to her, but everything I know about classical ballet in 13 minutes. Yeah, and it feels like that. It like, does. yeah. I mean, it's so exciting, and I feel like the cadenza is where definitely the woman ballerina gets the most tired. Mm -hmm. as the male dancer is just standing on the side watching. I'm always like, Typical. participate, <laughs> help me. But I remember the first time I danced it, that was the first moment where I was like, Wow, it felt very vulnerable because it's just the pianist in you. Just you and the pianist. Yeah, and I don't think I had done a ballet like that before. Oh, wow. But let's go back. When you saw it in the school with possibly Kira or Jennifer mm -hmm. Ringer, was that the kind of ballet that appealed to you at the time? Were you thinking, like, that's what I want to do or that would be good for me, like, temperamentally or technically? Or, or was it not your sort of what you were picturing for your, your future ballerina dreams? No, I think that that was probably one of like my dream roles. I feel like it has everything that I love about dancing in it. You know, it has beautiful music, speed, you can play with the musicality mm -hmm. because of the pianist having the cadenza, like the timing is never the same, so it's exciting. So yeah, I think when I saw it, I was hopeful that one day maybe I would get to dance that. Did you ever learn the corps de ballet? You were probably not in the core very long no, to, to get into that because it's a sort of senior part that even soloists 
still do the four couples behind the principal couple? No, I never did the core. And yeah, when I very first did it, it was very senior core dancers. And I think the first time I did it was four soloists. Were you in the core or were you a soloist or principal? I don't think I was in the core. Okay. I think I was a soloist. But I remember it was like Rebecca Crone and it was like soloist dancers. And I remember them telling the principal guy that the core they thought was harder than actually the male part. And I thought, oh, gosh, that must be really hard, the core. <laughs> That's probably true. Do you think? the women don't, uh, they don't get a lot of rest time. I don't think anything is, is easy, particularly <laughs> in this ballet, because no. it's so quick. And there's a lot of steps and technical sort of requirements thrown into this little relatively short dance compared no. to other long ballets. When I heard it was 13 minutes after that quote, I was like, well, it definitely feels more like a 20-something minute ballet yeah. because you fit so much in. But it's amazing because everybody dances so much. That's definitely one of the core parts that I never got to do and always still I would love to do. It looks like just so much fun, fun. so much dancing. Yeah, just when that curtain comes up and they're already going around. I mean, I love that opening. Oh, yeah. The music starts, then the curtain goes up, and then the four couples are already dancing around the stage in a circle. Yeah, it's like they've been dancing for, like, hours before the curtain yeah. comes up. I love that. So it starts off high high octane from the beginning. I was trying to think if there was any other balancing ballet that started already in motion with the curtain like that, and I think it might be the only one that... Yeah, I don't... I don't think I can think of one either. I love that. I remember when I very first saw that, I was like, that's genius. You know, because it leaves the audience like you're already there. So you said you first learned it with Susie Hendel, Susan Hendel, who is one of the great repertory directors in the company, a former soloist who sadly is no longer with us, and who was one of my favorite people ever in a ballet studio. What was it like learning it with her? Uh, me too. Susie was like my person. I feel like I think she saw something in me that maybe no one else did early on. Like I could do all the technical things, but mm -hmm. I think she saw me becoming more of a ballerina than people thought. Not and just a not just a technician. Was kid. Yeah. Yeah. And so she was always pushing me artistically, which is what I, I loved so much about her. I remember she would just say, just dance, you know, and that's a simple thing, but it's true. And I feel like when you hear stories about Balanchine, that's kind of what he told his dancers, you know, like he would give them the steps and then he wanted them to kind of bring them alive. And with Susie, it wasn't about doing it the way somebody else had done it. And it, you know, wasn't about like, oh, the arm has to be this way. It was about finding your way in it. And so I think that's why the ballet always felt like super comfortable to me because she didn't have me imitating anyone. Like, yes, she, I remember we learned it off of a video from Kira. Um, okay. Yeah, she loved Kira's timing and her expansiveness. Mm -hmm. But once I knew the steps, then it was about, okay, let's like make this for you. And... Yeah, she'd always talk about jewelry, feeling the jewelry on your neck, and it just made you stand differently. Oh, yeah. yeah, jewelry, Tyler. <laughs> I, t I use that quote if I teach or like coach something. I always use that. I'm like jewelry. It even makes you hold your hands better, differently, because you know if you picture all these gorgeous rings, you want to show them off in a in a nice way and not have a sort of like you know 
baseball mitt hands or something. Yeah, and I loved how she would just tell you how it was. You know, if something yeah. didn't look good, like she would just be like, Tyler, are you really going to do that? And I was like, <laughs> no, let me try it again. And I just loved that we could just have that conversation. There was no hidden anything. It was just, you know, let's dance and make it make you look the best you can. Yeah. I always hear her voice when I do arabesques too. She'd always be like, wing, wing, like to wing your back foot to get that perfect line or the best line for your back leg. <laughs> Who was your first Allegro partner? The first season I danced it with, it was Amar Ramasar. And oh. I remember he didn't find himself like that kind of dancer. You know, he was always doing more of like the neoclassical ballets and like the leotard, like more fortis kind of thing. And mm-hmm. so when he was called to Allegro, he was a little like, this is going to be really good for me, but I'm not sure I really feel right in it. And it's funny because we also debuted PC2 together, which is kind of a little bit of a sister ballet, it feels mm-hmm. like. And so he was like, I do all of my like things I don't feel comfortable with with you. <laughs> but I remember it, it was awesome. And then I, I'd done it with Andrew Bayette. And then after that, Tyler Engel. And then Roman Mejia. So I think I've had that many partners, yeah. Have you done it a long time? I think I have now. Are you the the senior Allegro ballerina? Megan and I may have learned it the same season. Mm -hmm. But yes, I am one of the two, I believe. Because I think Sarah did it after I did it with you, right? Or with Tyler, I can't remember. But she did it with I think she did it with me first. Yeah, but I think it was after Megan and I had danced it. I think we did it for that the fiftieth anniversary of Lincoln Center show together. Oh, yes. Which was exciting, you know, occasion, but also terrifying because seated backstage were were like all the great dancers (laughs) of the past who would all dance over Balanchine. So I remember like Patricia McBride was backstage, Arthur Mitchell. So I was like, okay, this is a lot of pressure. (laughs) It is. I feel like I had Symphony and C and I felt the same way. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, Meryl, Allegra. Suki. I mean, all these people that... Yeah. I mean, everyone's so nice. No no one was actively (laughs) judging us, as I recall. (laughs) Yeah. Forgot about that. (laughs) So you said it feels like... Allegro feels like everything that Balanchine knew about ballet. And can you sort of describe what that means? Like, does it mean it's full of quotations from like old ballets or just like the actual steps or like is it just the mood on stage feels like the old classical ballet sort of thing? I kind of take that quote as how I feel like when I finish the ballet and I feel like I literally couldn't do like one more step. It's a ballet that is like stamina exhausting but also technically difficult. You know like there's things that you just have to hit and that music is so big and you're traveling and eating up the space and you know, the cadenza is also, I love the the cadenza because it's like the pianist and the ballerina are both playing with the music in their own way, and it's different every single show, so you really have to listen. It becomes almost like a partnership together mm-hmm. as opposed to just like with your dance partner, but all of a sudden in this one moment, it's just you and the pianist, and I've gotten the opportunity to dance it so many times that I can say that, you know, like every show it's completely different mm. and it's exciting and scary at the same time because you never quite know how it's it's going to go. 
But yeah, I'm not tired until after that cadenza, and then you have to come back on for what they call like the wedding or church or whatever they call that. I think they call it the wedding because Adam Luters today said, "Let's take it from the the wedding." And Roman today, he was like, "You know, I never think you look tired, but when we go off stage after that last lift, and I just like in the wings, like hold on to like the pillar or something," he's like. Wow, she's actually tired. Like, and that's how Lego feels. If I had to rate the ballets of like hardest, I would say it's Sleeping Beauty, and then Allegro would be right underneath it. Really? Which you wouldn't think. And I, f- I wouldn't think because I mean Tchaikovsky Piano Concerto Number no. Two seems grueling theme and variations like you do i think you do all of the hard tchaikovsky stuff or just that all the, all of that hard stuff and this is definitely the shortest i think it's because it's compressed mm-hmm. you know like those ballets are hard but you have more time like off stage to get the your guy breath. has variation or the demis have a variation or something yeah this is just like once the ballerina starts you really don't stop and obviously yeah now i feel more comfortable in it than when i didn't so i've I have that energy that I get to kind of mm-hmm. save because when you're when you don't know something and there's exciting, you're already expending energy. So I found my way more, but still after that last lift, I think I always do the same thing where I'm like, uh-huh. oh my god, to walk out and bow right now feels really hard. <laughs> yeah, I would think it would be less tiring just because it's not a tutu. You're wearing this beautiful pink chiffon. Usually, I think it's the tutu ballets that feel harder because oh my gosh you have to like think i don't know it's a different level of of stress and like perfection that you're trying to attain maybe in a way or it feels less free sometimes definitely i think that if i had to do the la girl in a tutu that would be like miserable just because there's a stiffness of the tutu that makes you feel like you can't move as freely uh, or for me so when i'm in a chiffon skirt i feel my most comfortable because not only it's like moving with you it's like doing a dance itself yeah and you know that cadenza when you finish the turn and the skirt's like still going it it feels like it kind of finishes like the note of the pianist you know are there any moments in allegro with the skirt like one of the sort of ultimate ballerina little you know cherry on the top of the of the cake is like when the ballerina will sometimes hold her skirt do you ever do that in allegro i've never it's never it's never a choreographed thing (laughs) there's certain ballets where sometimes you'll see them just like pick up the skirt and run with it and a pretty little flourish. It's true. I do that like in other dances. But I've never you, you done an Allegro, but maybe this season. You never know. <laughs> oh, no, I don't want to put any sort of tacky ideas in your head. No. Not, that it's, not that you're a tacky dancer at all. but <laughs> <laughs> No, but it does. The chiffon, it just matches the piece so well. And Tchaikovsky is my favorite music to dance to. All of my favorite ballets are by Tchaikovsky. Serenades. Yeah. PC2. PC2. Swan Lake. Um, Swan Lake. I just, I don't know. I, f- I really feel it when I dance. And I don't know why that is. I just, theme of variations, right? Theme? Yeah, theme of variations. Yeah, there's just something that I really, it resonates with me when I dance them. I think all of us do here. Yeah. And I don't think it's just because. Dewdrop. <laughs> oh, Dewdrop. Yeah, Nutcracker. Yeah. Well, obviously, Balanchine held him in such regard, Tchaikovsky, but. Even the, the Robbins stuff to Tchaikovsky I loved. Aww. Piano pieces I thought was so nice. Yeah. Just something about his writing. It makes you want to dance. It does. For sure. It's so danceable. Like, you hear it and I, I automatically, like, see dance 
even if there hasn't been well, I guess most of it has been choreographed too because it's so danceable, like we were saying. This is the third piano concerto. So technically, even though it's only one movement. So at City Ballet we dance to the second and the third, not the oh. not the more famous the famous first one, first piano concerto is usually what you hear in yeah. concert halls and stuff, but I think that City Ballet is like the home of the other two concertos. <laughs> <laughs> because they're, they're not, I don't think they're as widely performed in the, the concert setting. You've mentioned the cadenza, which is, it's like the center of the piece. I've never felt this way in another Balanchine ballet where it's just really you and the pianist on the stage. I mean, where you're on the stage and it's just the pianist. I feel like there's always like, either like a core behind you or something's mm-hmm. happening in, in his other ballets. And this, to me, that's why the first time I ran out and I was there in the performance and it was just me alone on the stage and all I could hear was the piano, I was like, oh my gosh, this is really intimidating. You know, like there's nowhere else for the eyes to be but center stage on you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's my favorite part, but it's also scary. You know, it's just... It's, it's like it's like uh, being on a high wire. Yeah. And it's also like it feels like everything kind of zooms in. You know, like everybody's dancing, everybody's dancing. And then it goes from a group dance to then just like one person. It's like a vacuum. All of a sudden, it's like everyone leaves. Yeah. People like run close to you, to then off, and all of a sudden you're just there by yourself. Yeah. And like I mentioned, the partner, your partner's there, but you don't even realize he's still on stage. Like you really feel like you're out there by yourself. But I love the steps. So you're standing by yourself and then there's like, bum, 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 like these sort of three big chords. And then you have to do- Pirouettes. Pirouettes, two pirouettes and finish finish on the music. What is, what is your okay. theory about- Finishing on the music Finishing on the music, how do you- the first time I danced this, I remember one of my favorite rehearsals with Peter Martins, Peter Martins. ever was my Allegro Complete. It was nice. my first time. And I remember we didn't even have the curtain up. It was one of those, like, the fire curtain was in, and there's uh, so many turns. And I was like, this is stressful for a debut, not to even have the... Not to see the, uh, yeah. the house. But the amount that he was pushing me to like travel and this and that I mean I just it was really inspiring rehearsal Mm -hmm. and I think that that's the way I started Allegro you know so it's always held like a really special place in my heart I will say that he told me don't listen to the music in the cadenza he said that Balanchine wanted you both to be doing your own thing so it wasn't I was really trying to hit that last note and he said you don't always have to. Like, isn't that exciting? Sometimes, yeah, you hit it right on it. Or sometimes it's a little after. Or sometimes it's a little before and it's just your skirt. Mm. And so that kind of gave me freedom, too, to think of, okay, it's not one way. Like, this is a moving thing that is going to be different every single performance. So every time I do it, it is a little bit different, I will say. And I just, I listen, but I also try to just do it my own way. And then somehow it becomes really musical. I don't know. That's kind of hard to explain. No, well, because it's not like a part where there's a conductor keeping like a steady rhythm, there's going to be variables in what the pianist is doing. The pianist is also down on the pit, so they're not watching you. Mm -hmm. So that makes sense that if you just do what you have to do, that it leaves you room to like respond to the music instead of anticipating what's going to happen. Like Mm -hmm. truly like being in the moment. Yeah. Because you do these two pirouettes, 
two times. Do you always try to do a double then a triple? Did Susie Handel or Peter say to do that? Or were they like, if it happens, it happens? Like, how much do you plan what you're going to do for, for uh, I that? I plan it. You I want to do two, three, two, three. Mm-hmm. And that's like just... Like slow, fast, or fast, fast? Yeah. I remember watching Kira, and it was two slower and three a little faster. Mm-hmm. And that's what Susie taught me. She was like, your first pirouette should be a little slower, and then the second one, let's try a triple a little faster. And for me, that's the best way for me to learn something because triple turn can sometimes be daunting to people like on stage, you mm-hmm. know. But if it's like the choreography mm-hmm. as opposed to like just me trying to do a lot of pirouettes, it's like that's the way I learned it. So to me, that's like what I try to do and what I do. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I just think of that's that's the choreography to do two and three. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes the ending is really great, really perfect. Sometimes it's a little, and I always end with a pointed toe, which I don't know if that is set. I know a lot of ballerinas put their heel down and forth, and mm. I do my triple and I do to a tendu. So it leaves room, I think, for the ballerina to be a little individual in that moment. And the guys just sitting on the side. Standing there, yeah. Probably I, I, stressed for us. Are you guys stressed for us? Um, I never had to dance with you. Not with you. I wouldn't be stressed for you because you can turn. You um. <laughs> Although today in rehearsal, normally they're fine, and today they didn't go so fine. And I was like, oh, gosh, now maybe I'm going to have a complex about uh. it. And Roman was like, I think it's just the studio was slippery. I was like, okay, let's go with that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, once you're out there, I don't think you're a, a stressed no. turner, a stressed dancer. <laughs> but yeah, you do these turns and then you come over and there's a little pose with the guy. So I always try to give you a little energy. Give my best energy, like sympathetic eyes. Like, you got this girl. <laughs> it's so cute. To hear that, like, trill I don't really know what it would be called mm-hmm. as a pianist but when I'm doing the chenets to be able to mimic her hands mm-hmm. in a chenet and to listen to her speed and to get to go fast with her I always think of like chenets starting slow and going fast but also because you're the only one on stage I really try to travel my chenets which in other ballets, not so much, you know, but I really try to move the distance of the stage as much as I can because oh. I feel like that looks more exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I normally don't think in other ballets when I'm chenaying. I think more of the timing. Yeah, you don't really hear, like, travel your chenets that much as a correction. Never, yeah. But I think it would look very strange in a lay girl, you having the This huge, big stage. stage. And only kind of... Also, even though it's just the piano, it is big... Oh, it's big. big. It's like big piano music <laughs> happening as you're doing these turns. Yeah. And then that step after is really difficult, I think. The one after you do the Aida lift and you run and we do the three to the attitude where you That's start. That's very hard. That is very hard because also I always throw the boys for a loop, I think, because the music is so exciting at that moment. Mm -hmm. So I try to do the fastest triple I've literally ever done in my life, which, like, obviously when you do that, you're not using your best, I think, technique. Like, if I were to go to fourth and do, like, three very slow pirouettes, Mm -hmm. I think that it would probably be, like, super perfect and super clean. But the music, yeah, (laughs) it just calls for something. (laughs) 
almost can't control myself at that moment. So, so you just go and the guy. I go and the, the guy, guy has to. Yes. Has to uh, come in. Yeah. Because he also comes in from the right side and ends up on the left it's side awkward, with one right? hand. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a moment that's supposed to look impressive. Yeah. And a little out of control. Not and, out of control, but yeah. free, let's say. It's so exciting. And then you do that attitude, and then there's that long diagonal where you start slow, and it gradually builds, 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 builds. And that is one moment, I think, that is really different with each pianist. And I've done it now with maybe four different pianists in this upcoming season. I'm doing it with one who's never played it for us at the ballet. On that moment, I think I need to let her start. Because sometimes I have to rush it because they play it so fast that in order for me to get the four mm -hmm. steps in, I have to start almost right before the piano starts. But with her, she does it She's so gradually. It. Yeah, up. Taking her time. Taking her time that I think I'm going to let the pianist and the piano kind of lead my dance. Is there any like particular theme, like steps like thematically or like mood about Allegro? Like things that stand out that you think about more in this ballet than maybe other ballets. I don't know why like the word sweeping just mm. came to my head when you asked that. I think that maybe that's just from what we were talking about, how like it starts with it already in motion and then the principal's entrance is so grand and you're just eating up the space with those traveling sautés. And I just find that the choreography matches the music so well. You know, like you come out with those big sautés, and then there's that simple moment where you just like take your partner's hand as it goes. I'm not going to sing, but you know what I mean? Suddenly it gets very sweet and then, sweet, yeah. yeah, and just tender. And there's also some very like schmaltzy, like romantic like there is. like things that feel like it could be out of Swan Lake moments where you're where you run back oh, and that's I, the best. I love it yeah <laughs> You get to just like lean into your And you want to indulge hand. in it, but you can't do it that long because the floor has to cross behind <laughs> yeah. you and they might run you over. It's so <laughs> true. Um, but it does, it sounds romantic, like some parts of the music. And I feel like in those places, I don't feel like Balanchino overdid it, but it do, he does leave room for that like sweeping quality. Mm -hmm. That's maybe why that word popped out. Because I always just feel like, it's almost like you almost get somewhere to then be going another place. Mm -hmm. You know, you're constantly dancing. Yeah, there's no static. Even the adagio section after your cadenza, yes. I love that part so oh, much. The simple like putting just two, yeah, putting her down from the she's on the guy's shoulder, and then you put her down into fifth position on point, and then she just does this most beautiful single passe, changing her foot from back to front. Uh huh. And the pianist is just trilling. It's so, Forever, it's so gorgeous. And those like lunges and then up. And today Adam was telling me, lift your posse even higher. Just like, uh, you know, we learned that in the school that Balanchine loved, you know, a never ending posse. But it was just nice to, to be reminded of that. You mentioned Adam. You've been rehearsing with Adam Luters, former great principal who danced for Balanchine in the company. Sort of a new a new look, a new yeah. breath in the studio. This was my first rehearsal with him today. And what I find interesting about many of the dancers that dance during Balanchine's time is they're specific but not. You know what I mean? Like he was just like, you guys just dance. 
you know, again, like kind of what Susie Hendel was saying and certain things he would say, you know, I didn't do that, but I really liked, like, because he was talking more, I think, to my partner, obviously, because he did his role. But he was saying, you know, Jacques and Peter and I, we all had our own little things. Mm -hmm. And we were never trying to be one another. We all had our little, in a way, isms that didn't change the choreography, but were very much just like, oh, you knew who you were seeing. And so today, I think Roman did something, and Glenn was like, I don't know about that. And he was like, I didn't do that, but I really loved the way he just did that, so keep it, you know? So that was nice that there was like, there's a freedom, I think, with the former dancers that come back, and even though they're giving inspiration and their knowledge, that to me it doesn't seem like they are so set, and they they really are watching the person that's in front of them. Who ultimately is the one that has to be on stage. Yeah. Yeah, putting them into a box to just complete a checklist of things that... Yeah. former people did or think they did. Or <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, one of the our former rep directors, one of her phrases was talking about ex-dancers, that sometimes it can be probably, I mean, anyone. If I did a part 10 years ago, it might, might be the same, but it's a sort of syndrome of the older I get, the better I was. <laughs> so, <laughs> Who said that? I love that. Sally. Sally I, she said another thing to me that I will never forget. Sally Leland. Sarah Leland. Sarah Leland. We called her Aunt Sally. Or she'd say, Aunt Sally said, <laughs> um, was that you can always learn something by watching. You can learn something that maybe you want to kind of incorporate or something that you never want to do. Like, meaning, like, something and it's so true, right? I really do learn a lot, like, visually. I love watching other yeah. dancers. And I just thought, found that so funny, you know? Something you never want to look like or something you really would like to look like. <laughs> it's like, that's good advice. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I think Allegro, the ballerina part, I've been trying to watch YouTube videos of it. So much of it seems to be about your feet and placing your feet and presenting your feet. A lot of it is all about, like, from the knee down. Is that stressful or...? It very much, I think, is about, yeah, like you said, feet. And I think, like you were talking about knee, knee down, just because you have that chiffon skirt on, so the leg part that you're really seeing is so much that, you know, leg to the foot Mm -hmm. and even at the end when you do the Shanae and you restart that finale set that we kind of do two times it's like how you place the foot before that jump and you're so tired it's like exactly not what you want to do at that moment like can you even tell if your foot is pointed you're kind of like I'm (laughs) I'm trying (laughs) so hard and I I I don't know if it's pointing or not but I'm trying to place it yeah but yeah that's what I mean by it's like probably I never took class with George Valentine but it must have just been everything they learned in class, you know, just simply how to put the foot on the floor. And so it's probably something they did every single day. And I think that's why when you finish the ballet, you're like, wow, my legs really cannot do one more step. Have you ever had to dance Allegro with another ballet in the same program? Never. Oh, my gosh. Last season, though, I did. I always end up with almost every Allegro of the season. Like last season, that it went, I did four in one week, and I had to do two in one day. So I did a matinee and evening. Oh, wow. Same partner the whole time? No. Okay. I had two with Roman and two with Tyler. And the matinee in the evening was definitely two in one day was hard. Yeah. Um, the night show. I remember, like, my legs just, I was trying so hard to, like, push forward, push forward, and they just felt like they were just, like, in slow-mo, even though I don't think it, it actually looked like that, yeah. it just is a really 
grueling ballerina role. It's like very virtuosic, and I think doing it twice in one day was hard. This time I have three in one week. I do a Friday, Saturday, Sunday opening uh, week. Oh wow! Yeah. I mean that's nice though to get s- so comfortable. So I feel like also in the olden days, like the dancer, like like Adam Luders and those, like they didn't change cast as much. I don't think that's that- the impression I get. So they got to when they had a role, they got to do it a lot. So that does give you freedom because like after you've done something for a while you're like either more relaxed or you just have to be like okay what can I do now like there's the opportunity to play with it and not in a I'm bored with a way but just in like the possibilities of performance is exciting and I think that's why I love Allegro so much is just for that reason it's one ballet I feel like I've danced more than any other every time it goes I I'm grateful that I get to dance it and I'm one of the only ones that does it every single season So it really feels like one of my ballets, you know, which is hard for us now because most of the Balanchine ballets were not done on us, obviously, because he wasn't there. So we're always trying to step into shoes of a former ballerina, even though we're not trying to dance like her. But this ballet actually feels like it was made for me, which is an interesting thing, even though... I wasn't there when it was created. Yeah, I guess there are some that you, you w- once you do it enough, you forget the video that's playing in your head of yeah, like Kira Maria Talchi, or Marie Talchi. Suzanne, or, yeah. I just watched the silent one of Violette, oh, which is she's so glamorous so and good. just yeah, I'm just so turned out. Oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> I know, oh, not me, but, <laughs> but yeah, um, it's. I think that's also something that's amazing about Allegro is you think of all the special ballerinas that danced it before you. And it's kind of daunting in a way to think of, okay, those names we just mentioned, like mm-hmm. Maria Talchi, Suzanne Farrell, Violette, Patricia McBride. And now that I get to dance it, it's like I'm just grateful that I get to be in that company. You're on, you the, know? You're on the list. Yeah. The, the lineage of the, the ballet at New York City Ballet, for sure. Yeah. When people ask me what's your favorite ballet, I'm like, out of the top three, Allegro is one of them, always. What are your other two? I always say, oh, now I'm like, okay, maybe four. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Theme and variations. I love Who Cares, Dancing Fascinating Rhythm. I really love Mm. that solo. And then I love Capella. That's my, like, story ballet. So I get, like, three ballets and then, like, my story ballet. All Balanchine. Interesting. Guess I'm a Valentine gal. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Tyler. Thanks for having me, Jared. It was a fun discussion. Yes, (laughs) and we can't wait to see you dance Allegro Brillante this season. You have three shows one week, you said? Yeah, the opening week I have the first three Allegros, so I'm looking forward to it. And I think it'll be nice to do it like three days in a row instead of having space between them, so I'm looking forward to that. So, yeah, the audience can come to all three and... (laughs) <laughs> see 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 the different choices yeah, show see, to show see all that we've been talking about thank you so much thanks